Father, we thank you that there's victory in the name of Jesus. And so this evening, we thank you that we have the victory. And we thank you, Lord God, everything that we do, everything that we lay our hands upon, we thank you it prospers and increases. And we give you glory and honor and praise for that. And so we thank you, Lord God, that you'll use my tongue as the pen of a ready writer to write upon the hearts of your people tonight. We thank you we have ears to hear, hearts to receive the word of God, and that it will be engrafted into our hearts, our spirit, so we can grow thereby. We give you all the glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. Everybody agree with that? Say amen. amen. All right. We established on last time, just a quick recap, we said rest and recovery, and we talked about initially that God's word contains or conveys his thoughts. Remember that? And we said it's important because a lot of times what happens is when we're reading the word of God, if we don't believe that we can actually begin to speak like, talk like, we begin to, you know, convey the thoughts of the Lord, then we're like, you know, how can we be like him when the scriptures encourage us to be like him, imitate him. And so we found that as we read on last time in Isaiah 55. Remember that. All right. So just we're not going to go there. I just want to give you the references so you can make sure you have those if you missed them on last time. We also refer to Romans chapter 12. We said in Romans chapter 12 is important to understand that we can think like him because we're taking his words, God's word, and we're renewing our mind to the truth, what he says. And therefore, we can renew our minds and start talking like him, acting like him, because that's what he wants us to do. We also said in Philippians chapter two, verse five, it says, let this mind or we establish this attitude or this way of following. We said here to be in to be in us, which is in Christ. We said the mind in the Greek word is for and it means to think, to be minded in a certain way. God wants us to think and to be minded in a certain way that lines up with his word. So important. Or to mind or in the following, we understand that he does not want us to mind the things or after the flesh, but after the spirit. All right. We said in Hebrews chapter four, turn there. That's our text. We said in Hebrews chapter four, we look together in verses one through nine and we really came to this point. I think, did you fill in one blank or two, three blanks? What did we fill in this one? All right. So we said here, so we all have it, that faith is a rest. Say that with me. Faith brings rest. Excuse me. Faith brings rest. And so when you have faith for something and believe God, you're not going to worry. You're not going to stress. You're not going to wring your hands over because, you know, you already have it according to the word, the word of God. Well, beginning here in chapter four, New King James, let me just read it for for our hearing. And of course, for those by CD. It says this, the promise of rest, verse one. Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. Verse two, for indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. For we have believed do enter. For we who have believed do enter that rest as he said. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. Although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Verse four, it says here, for he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way. And God rested on the seventh day from all his works. And again, in this place, they shall not enter my rest. 
Since therefore it remains that some must enter it, and those whom it must first preach did not enter, it was first preached, did not enter because of disobedience, say disobedience. Mm -hmm. Again, he, of course, designates a certain day, saying, in David today, after such a long time as it has been said, and it goes on and says, it says this, today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. There remains, I like this, there remains, therefore, a rest for the people of God, for you, for me. For he who has entered his rest has himself also, this is important, ceased from his works as God did from his. Do you see that? So the key is in order to enter into this rest that God has prepared for you and I, it's very important to focus on verse on verse 10. It says here, for he who has entered his rest, this is how you know you've entered into his rest. It says he has or they have, we have himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. In other words, we have ceased or stopped from, let me use this phrase, putting ourselves over, trying to make things happen on our own. You know, as far as God is concerned, as far as the word is concerned, we cease from our own works. In other words, it's not all about us. It's not all about how, how hard, listen, this is very important because we should study. We should pray. But what happens, do you know that even in studying and praying that it can become works? You know, it can be because what happens is people put that first and then they'll go around talking about how much they studied or how much they did this and they did that. Do you remember in the day of Jesus when he actually walked the earth and he was talking to the Sadducees and the Pharisees and he talked about how they were treating other people? He talked about how that even in their treatment that when they came, when they when they came and they were trying to hold others accountable to doing things, they were more concerned about the outward appearance, are you with me, than the inward. Everybody say outward. outward. Okay, so that's what it becomes. He started talking about works, doing works. So it's important we realize works, listen, are not going to get you into heaven. Come on, somebody. Works don't get us into heaven. Faith in Jesus Christ gets us into heaven. Now, because we're born again, there should be a byproduct of who we are. In other words, of our faith. Because we're born again, we should have a byproduct, and some of those byproducts or things should be love, that we walk in love, right? Some of the byproducts is not just love, but we should walk in peace. And, 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 and also, some of the byproducts is this, is that we should walk in faith. See, these are byproducts of having, understand, a relationship with God. And so we, we understand that. So if I'm in God and God is in me, there's going to be a byproduct. Or also there's going to be what some people call a corresponding action of what you believe. What do I believe? And what I believe should show up. Now, does that mean that, that you know, at times, you know, we, also, you know we, don't, we don't ever get off. We don't, you know, we're human. We understand that. But we don't focus on trying to live a life to try to get away with as much of, you know, the rules. Not, okay, here's a rule, but I'm going to try to get away from, from having to obey that rule. Here's a commandment. I'm going to try to get away from obeying that commandment. That's not how we live our lives, you see. But when you miss it, and if you miss it, let me say this way, if you miss it, thank God that you can go to God in prayer. Amen. You can go to God and believe God and thank God for the blood of Jesus. 
that washes us and cleanses us and makes us whole. Come on, somebody. That's truth, isn't it? Okay. We also talked about God's character. So now I'm going to go down. I'm just a little recap. Then we're going to pick up. We said in your notes, if you don't have any notes, there's notes back there. Some of you came in. You may not have had your notes from last week. If you don't, we have some. Thank you, Tyra. Appreciate that. Uh, if you need some, just raise your hand because there are blanks that you can fill in and take it with you. But we said that faith brings rest. There's a character of God's rest. And having a character of God's rest, it looks like this. His, listen, his works were finished not because of a certain day. We read that. We also said that there's a condition of rest. There's a condition, and it looks like this, that you cease from law or works and you accept by faith the rest in Christ. Now, some people have a hard time with that because, you see, they weren't raised that way. They weren't raised that way even in church, in many churches. You know, some are because it's works-based. You know, if I just do good works, some people will say, well, I'm a nice person. I'm a good person. You know, I don't hurt anybody. I don't do anything wrong. I've never committed a crime. But what happens is they're saying, did you hear what I said? I, 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 I. So it's referring to them and not to Christ. You see, Jesus came to, you know, and to, to, to die on the cross for us, for our sins, and everything that we've done so that we could live in the type of life he's always intended for you and I to live. This is very important for us to get a hold of this truth. Everybody say truth. All right. So here's a third piece. Listen, Christians enter into rest. Notice by faith and not by works observing someday. I'm not going to get into different religions and different things of that nature. That's not why we're here. But remember, everything should focus and be pointed to Christ in Christ alone, in Christ alone. Not a name, not a denomination, you know what I'm saying, not an individual. Are you listening to me? Not a certain book. We have the B-I-B-L-E. Come on, that's the word for you and me. You see, that's all we stay with. All right, stay with the word. Now, let's go on. Here's another blank for you. I know you were waiting for it, man. You're like, come on, man. Here it is, all right? The subject of rest. The subject of rest has a strong connection, and I want you to see this. It has a strong connection between rest and restoration. Between rest, there's a connection between rest and restoration, as well as, listen, rest and healing. Rest and healing. Let's talk about that. You see, because what happens, we're dealing with the subject of healing. If I believe that I'm healed, if I believe that I'm whole, then I'm not trying to get healed. Let me say it again. If I believe that, that Jesus went to the cross, he died on the cross for me on Calvary, he shed his blood, and he not only shed his blood for man to be redeemed and understand that, we understand why he came. Not only did he come to set us free, but he also came to destroy the works of the devil. We know that, and he did. But what's so important to understand is, is that when he came, he also brought healing for you and I. And so for me to try to roll up my sleeves, if you will, and say, I've got to earn my healing, then that means I'm going down the wrong path. I'm going down the wrong road because a way has already been made for me through Jesus Christ, that way towards healing. And now all I have to do is accept what he's done by faith, by faith. Now, if I don't accept what he's done by faith, then what happens is like the children of Israel trying to enter into the promised land, they never did. Why? 
because of doubt and unbelief and disobedience, you see. So this would keep people just like out of, it kept them out of the promised land. For a lot of folks, keep this in mind, it'll keep them from receiving their healing or keep them from receiving the blessings of God because they just don't say they don't believe, but their actions tell us otherwise, you see, all right? And happens, but that looks like a lot of times it's putting faith in other things or putting faith in people. I would tell you the circle that we came up in and a lot of times and being around in ministry, a lot of people, they, a, lot, a lot of times they'll, they like to drop names, you know, oh, man, I got to go to so-and-so's meeting. If I go to brother so-and-so, I mean, if I mention some of the names, you'll say, oh, yeah, I remember that person's name. And if I go to their meeting and if they lay hands on me, I know that I'm going to receive my healing. Well, you know what? If you want them to pray for you, that's fine. But, but anything short of the fact that that person is just a man or just a woman, that's it. Because they have no more power, come on, than you and I. Now, they may have more popularity as far as, you know, worldwide, if you will, because, you know, they travel, they have a well-known name. But what happens is people would put their focus their intent on that person, and then they would go intentionally saying that that person has to lay hands on me. So what happens if the person doesn't? And what happens now if the person does, but then they don't get healed? See? So you have to really use wisdom because healing, healing is the children's bread. All we have to do is partake of it. The work has already been done. You see, it's been done. In other words, when God ceased, it says that, you know, he rested That means that everything that needed to be done to redeem man back to himself, he did it. Part of that plan, even though we can see that's why it's important to go through the old covenant and reading through the old covenant. And you see how there's a scarlet thread, as we have been taught, that goes through a line, if you will, through the entire word of God pointing us to Christ. Pointing us to Christ and how a way was made. So it's important that we look to Jesus and him alone. It was his blood on Calvary that saved us. It was his blood on Calvary that healed you. It was his blood on Calvary that delivered you. All right. No one else's blood. And no longer do we need to have blood, the blood of bulls and goats anymore. Are are you with me? Jesus. And listen, once and for all, that means he's not going to come back again. And do what he did. He's not going to do that again. He did once and for all. And so if he did it once and for all, then guess what? Once and for all, you're healed. Once and for all, it's done. So what we have to do is say, okay, man, I got to get that in me. That's right. Listen, get it in you. Get it in your spirit. Not just here as far as training and, and trying to remember that. That's fine. But for some people, they stop right here. Right here. Because they can't get past their head. But I know, but how can that be? How can, it's just hard for me to understand. See, now they're starting leaning over to what? Reasoning. Reasoning. Write this down. It's not in your notes, but it's a great scripture for you. One that I use often, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. You know it. Turn in your Bibles with me so we can hear it from different translations. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6. Now, now I'm not going to have anybody do this. Now, have you ever been... They do a lot of this in, in corporations or, you know, when you go on a retreat and all that stuff. How many have heard of the trust, trust fall? You know, that means you have a group of people in your group and then you're supposed to let them catch you. You've got to trust them to catch you. 
Have you ever done that before? Some of y'all say, yeah, I've done it. I mean, so if we got together tonight and we use you as an example, would you look around? Would you trust the people here to catch you? Mm, wow. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So who wants to go first? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'll go first. Y'all better catch me. No, I'm joking. Okay. <laughs> so, but, but it's important. Let's read Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Are you there? And let us know what translation you have. Now, remember, trust, not reason. Look for that. Trust, not reason. And you know, can I tell you this, that you can use that scripture in any realm, in any area of your life that you're dealing with. You may have a question about, or it seems like, now, now I, I've heard what you read, thank you, and I heard, of course, this new what you read. So, so if I take that scripture, but then I, I don't do what it says, first of all, I'm leaning to my own reasoning. Here's how I think. Here's how I believe. But if I'm taken away from the word, then am I following the word, what it says? You see, trust in the Lord. But then it's like, well, it's hard for me to trust in someone I don't see. You see, you know, with all this trust in the Lord. Okay, now listen, when you trust in the Lord, that doesn't mean one day I trust him. And then the next day, come on, I don't. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-oh, come on now. Now, can I tell you we love you, but we knew you had issues. No, I'm just joking, joking. Oh, man, that was, listen, that was. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's it sometimes it begin, we're weighing on this. We're all weighing on this. And, and I'm sure that you're not alone. You're not alone. There's others and maybe even here in this room that have, that have gone uh, right now. Did I say that? What? Okay, not alone. Okay. In this room. Because you're right. It, it, sometimes it's so easy to use your faith for other people. And, and sometimes it's harder to use your faith for you. And a lot of times because you live with you. You know what I'm saying? And you know you. Okay? And, 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 and what happens is because you know you so well, what happens also is this. You begin to judge you. Listen to me. You begin to judge yourself. And then what you begin to judge yourself up against, because you see, you know, you can tell somebody, oh, you know God heals and he'll heal you. See, because you don't know them. You don't know anything about them, but you know what the word says. And then you know what the word will do for them. Then you go back and say, okay, now let's, let's take the word and let's apply it to me. Then you go, oh, but Lord, you don't know. But he knows. You see, all of a sudden we start reflecting and we start saying, yeah, but I did this and I did that. I don't know if he'll heal me because I, I you know, so then we begin, we begin to do what? To judge ourselves. Someone tell me, talk to me about that. Are we, is this kind of like some place where you think other people's are? Maybe you're at, who has some other thoughts? Not where you're at. Let me, let me rephrase that so you'll talk. Okay, anyway, so, no, but come on, others, right? I mean, am I, am I making sense here that, that some trying to, so what are we doing? Are we doing what, what it says here in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6? Are we leaning maybe to our own understanding, right? We're trying to reason now as to why or even putting a name on it sometimes or even putting an example or an experience. Well, here's probably why I haven't received my healing. Ooh. That's part of the hindrance process. See, I think one of the main things as believers, as Christians, this is what I've come to to try and understand, is that we beat ourselves up. You know, we really do. You know, we're so hard on ourselves. You know, and when God, you know, all of a sudden it's like we go to God and, and we're saying, God, you remember this. You know, and if we'd listen, 
we wouldn't hear anything. Do you know why? Because when he forgave you and I, whatever that was he forgave us of, he removed it completely. As far as he's concerned, it doesn't exist anymore. Wow. I, I, don't, I don't deserve it. I'm unworthy. Wow. So what have we come up with so far? We came up with a few things so that we don't lose it. So make sure we write these down. We said back here, or someone said, what are some things we said that could hinder? Um, remember? We, remember? We just said that two minutes ago. Okay. We, we talked about how that people, it's easier, right? We said to what? Uh, right. So we judge ourselves. We use the word judging, right? We, we've just heard and we feel like maybe we're unworthy, right? What else did we say? It's, we, we have a hard time with patience and timing and things of that nature. So those are a few things we talked about. But see, the truth and the reality of, of it all, and here's where uh, we have to kind of like switch, turn the switch off. I mean, turn the switch of doubt and unbelief off and turn on the switch of faith. And leave it on. Regardless of how we feel. Regardless of the way things look. Keep the switch of faith on. You see. Because listen. We walk by faith. Not by sight. It's very important for us to get a hold of that truth. That's scripture is it not? So anything that we try to measure now. Or quantify and look at. And we start measuring ourselves to it. And we all of a sudden. You know what? We're not going to measure up. We're not get in trouble. I used to tell people in counseling with folks, and they're having a hard time with something. And I said, you know what I wish I could do? And they said, well, I, said, I wish I could just, just chop your head off. <laughs> I can't do that. Because you're stuck. It's right here. It's stuck. You know what I'm saying? Because you know what? Your head is in the way. Your mind, your reasoning, your thoughts is in the way. And so this we have to renew. Because we always go, yeah, but. Yeah, but. Here's the truth of the matter. Over 2,000 years ago, the work, the plan, and the work of redemption was finished. That's what we have to focus on, regardless of what's happening in our lives or anyone else's. Okay? All right? Don't get over, as Betty was saying, into a works mentality. I don't deserve it. None of us do. It's not about deserving Let's just settle that right now. It is not about deserving anything because we don't. Because shut it off. Yes. Yeah. And you know, and that's what happens. I mean, have you ever gone to the Lord in prayer and you know that God answers prayer? How many of you know that God answers prayer? And so here it is, man. We're approaching him. We got faith. We know. And then we get ready to ask him. And then all of a sudden we go, but what if he doesn't answer? Wow. You know, then all these things start coming in and it hinders us. We're going to talk about that as well. But let's continue. All right. So in your notes, in your notes, it says this. The subject of rest has a strong connection. We said that between rest and restoration as well as rest and healing. Now, notice this about the natural body. You know this. This is true. But the natural body needs rest. Do you believe that? I believe it, right? It needs rest to be healthy. In other words, there's a use of energy, there's a use of cells, and there's new cells are reproduced. So we have to understand, and naturally speaking, if we know that our body needs rest and we should, we should just some, you know, learn how to just sit down and lay down, you know what I'm saying, and rest, then guess what's going to happen to our bodies, naturally speaking. Right, because there's a process here 
the energy because we use it. When you give out, come on, it's got to have to have a time to where you have to learn how to relax and, and refresh yourself so you can get energized, if you will, like a battery, right? All right, so we have to understand that's important. But notice this. Denying ourselves rest, so people don't realize, will have an adverse effect on our bodies. Do y'all believe that? Tell me what kind of effects it'll have on your body. Sickness, okay. Obesity. Don't heal. All right. Should we get the picture, right? If I did not, go ahead. Thinking process. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, you know, how many, I mean, if you worked over, what is the hours they tell you that, that you shouldn't be working over so many hours because then over 16 hours? Yeah, because then you're not responsible. Well, <laughs> they say you work over 12, I thought it was 12, 14 hours. But they tell you, even in the military, even in the military, you know, guys are, guys, I'm telling you, this is so true. Even in the military, especially those who work on the flight line with planes and blades and all that stuff, it's very important that they would keep them and monitor their time. They would walk right into a blade and get killed. Just like that gone. Because they're tired. Yeah, they're tired. So they're exhausted. You see, you're not functioning. All right, same thing. How about some of you? Maybe you have, I say some of you. I'm just saying some of you. I shouldn't say some of you. But how about this? How about this? You've been driving, and you know you're tired, and you're still driving. Whew. You know, I've been driving. I've been tired. And I tell Betty, keep talking to me. Keep talking to me. Keep talking to me. I go pull over get some coffee. But anyways, you know what I'm saying? So, but, but, you know, you should rest. Everybody say rest. So, so you see how we get this in the natural? Does that, not, does that not make sense, if you will, naturally speaking? Then how much more should it be spiritually speaking? You see, now what we do, here's the natural side. Now let's talk about the spiritual side. All right? If I do what I'm supposed to do spiritually, and if I'm supposed to get into the word spiritually, and I'm supposed to pray, I'm talking about spiritually, right? Then there's also a rest for me, spiritually. In other words, then everything that I'm reading and everything that the Lord says belongs to me is mine. And then I begin to appropriate it. Now, what's happening is I'm not running all over the place. My mind is, listen, is still. Come on. I want to hear the voice of God. I want to be able to understand what God is saying. I'm not all over the place here, all over the place there. I'm not listening to all kinds of strange things, things, come on, doctrines and teachings that don't line up to the word. Okay. I'm spending time in the word. What's that going to do with my spirit? man what's going to happen i'm going to be strengthened i'm going to be renewed i'm going to be energized i'm going to be refreshed so you see the correlation there naturally speaking and spiritually speaking right because see duh we would say of course on the natural side that makes sense man you can't just stay up all night you shouldn't at some point in time it's going to catch up to you and you're going to be worn out but see the same thing spiritually speaking we shouldn't go and go and go without feeding our spirit man. We shouldn't go and go and go and not take care of the real you. What's going to happen over time? Well, guess what? Our flesh is going to rise up because our spirit man is not being fed. Are you with me? All right, let's go on. People, in your notes at the bottom, people are just going and going. Guess what happens? You said this. Our body breaks down. Guess what happens to the immune system? It's affected. People start getting sick. I heard somebody say that. You know, you don't, you don't take care of ourselves. We're just tired. You know, that's when you're at, at the weakest point physically, when you just like, overextend yourself. Learn how to take care of yourself, okay? Now, let's look at natural versus spiritual. 
natural versus spiritual. At the top of your page, it says there can be there can be no true physical rest. This is important. There can be no true physical rest without some spiritual rest. We're talking about believers. Talking about believers. There can be no true physical rest without some spiritual rest. We can rest outwardly. Listen, we can't rest outwardly unless we rest inwardly. You say, what are you talking about, Pastor? Have you ever seen people, it seemed like, man, they have everything in the world that they could ever want. I mean, think about it. Things, possessions, status, you know, I mean, friends, all you want to call it. But when you look at their life and you go behind closed doors, guess what? There's no rest in their lives. They're stressed out, but they may not show it. You know, they're worn out. They wouldn't tell you. There's not a, a, a combined inward and outward rest. I believe the only way that can truly happen is that you have to have a relationship with the Lord. I'm talking about believers. You see, because then there's an outward rest. Like, Everything is great, man. I don't have to worry about nothing. I'm carefree. But then what happens? What happens with your soul? What happens when you lay down at night? Do you know where you're going to spend eternity? I have all these possessions. I have all these cars. I have all these houses and homes and things. But what's gonna, what would happen if I were to die today? You see, there's no inward rest. There's no inward peace. True. I'm talking true rest, true peace. Let's go on. So what does it say? Galatians 3, 11. Let's go there. Galatians chapter 3. Verse 11, we're also, you can see in your notes, we're going to be moving to Romans 1.17 and also moving to Hebrews chapter 10.38. All right. So Galatians 3.11. The just, that's you. The just, that's me. Praise God. It says that we shall live by faith. Well, let's prove it. Let's look and see what the word says. So whoever has Galatians 3.11, if you don't mind reading that out loud, we certainly appreciate it. We still hear pages that are flipping, doing the same. Let's all get there so we can see it together. Galatians chapter 3, let us There you go. But that no one is justified by the law in his sight of God. There you go. The judge shall live by faith. Someone else. Thank you. Another translation. Wow. Now, if someone, if you don't mind, somebody take the time to look up the message. I like to hear what it says here. Galatians is just really, really powerful. But notice the correlation, law. You see, faith, and we're going to talk about law versus, you know, the works and versus grace. But whoever has message, go ahead and read that for us if you don't mind. Wow. So we have to realize that it's not going to happen. It can't happen. It was never meant to happen that way. To try and do things outwardly on our own. We have a dependency upon God and God alone. All right, let's go on. Romans. Let's look at Romans you go back a few, just check out Romans. You'll see here and um, a few pages in your Bible. Who's got uh, the just shall live by faith. Does someone have a different word uh, or for the word just? Different translation for just. The just, or we would say the uncompromisingly righteous. You see, we live by what? Faith. We live by faith. This is important. Does it say we live by works? What does it say? We live by what? Faith. The just shall live by faith. And listen, who we are as far as the just 
and the uncompromisingly righteous because we know it's not our righteousness. Come on, it's his. And we received his righteousness for our unrighteousness. Right? Man, we got the best deal. We got the best deal. All right? Well, let's go to Hebrews then. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38. So we want to see here is that if I'm in faith about a thing, this is so important. Here's how you know. You say, how do I know if I'm in faith? Because faith is a rest. Faith, the just shall live how? By faith. All right? So notice this. If you don't mind highlighting this in your note, your notes, faith is a rest. Now, we know this. Let's continue to look at our notes. Hebrews 11.1. 1, it tells us this. Now, faith. Read it with me. Ready? Read. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Let's look at the meaning of this. See, faith is a support. When you talk about faith, it's a support. It's like it's like if if Dan, will you stand up? I'm not going to drop you. I, I promise I won't do this. But well, faith is well a support. Oh, didn't it? <laughs> just turn around. Yeah. Now, just stand right here. I promise I'm going to stay with you uh, all the way. But see, what happens is faith is a support. Okay? Without faith, if he were to fall backwards, go ahead. But I'm here. But see, if he fell, if I wasn't there, what would happen? I would have been mad. That's yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> you, would not have been, you would not have been happy. We would have had to have a talk after. Okay. So, but because, hold on, but because faith is a support. Now, even though I may not feel, he may not feel like I'm there. See, he may not feel like faith is there, but faith is always there because faith is a support. So go ahead and lean back and I'm there. So faith is just say, hey, guess what? Faith says, go ahead, lean back. Faith says, hey, you can do it. Lean back. Faith says, keep on going. Lean back. <laughs> Faith says, lean back, brother. So anyways, yeah, he's leaning back with this. Where's the trust? Where's the trust? You see, they want no trust. Where's, oh, he's rocking. He didn't lean back, but that's all right. See, we'll get there. That's the best he has. So we're working on his faith in me. Okay, right, 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 right. Okay, I, don't, I love you, brother. But hmm. Okay, anyways. But faith is what? A support. Not only is it a support, but know what? It's a confidence. Do you have confidence in someone? You know what that means? You have faith in them. If I have confidence in something, proven, it's been proven. That person is trustworthy. Or we also can say, meaning faith is a reality. It's a reality. And what we want to teach you, endeavor to teach you, is that faith is more of a reality than what you see. Faith is more of a reality than how you feel. You see, because now faith is the substance of what things hope for. It's the evidence of things not seen. So therefore, faith is more of a reality. If we have faith, I can't go by what I see. I can't go by how I feel. I can't even go by what I hear, especially if it doesn't line up with the word. I stay with the word. Say, stay with the word. Now, how many have ever owned a home? Well, you may you, you own one now. And you have, or you had a car, and now the car is paid off. We can name all kinds of things. And you get a title. What does that title tell you? What? It's sign that baby over, right? It's mine. Am I right about it? Faith is a title deed. 
So think about it. When you attach faith to the promises of God, and faith is a title deed, that means it's mine. Say mine. mine. See, when you look at it that way, let's go back to the title. If you own a car, if I came out and the bank said, hey, you know what, that car is mine, and you have the title in your hand, what would you say? No, it's not. And what would you show them? Look, it's mine. Right here, paid in full. Right? How about a home? Same thing. It's, it's, it's a title. I got the title deed. It belongs to me. So faith is the title deed. So here's the thing. Whatever you're believing God for, you use your faith. What did you say a title does? What does it tell you? What does it tell us? That you own it. It's yours. Blessings, yours. Healing, yours. Come on, wisdom, yours. Whatever you need, yours. By faith. Because faith is the title deed. And the title deed says, I own it. It's mine. When? Right now. So healing is mine right now. If faith is a title deed, and God said, listen, in his word, by the stripes of Jesus, then I am, and if I, of course, I was, and since I was healed, then I am, then guess what? I am. Because I have it. I take ownership. Faith, listen, faith for healing. That means it's mine. I have it now. I'm not going to get healed. I am. Faith, my faith, your faith is the title deed that says, look. And if you have to tell your body, look, body, I'm healed. Come on now. You have to speak to your body. Now, it may say, no, you're not. Yes, it is. You are. You tell your body, shut up. That's all. I mean, I know you're not supposed to talk like that. But you tell your body, be quiet then if that's proper. Okay, anyway, so be quiet. Okay, anyway, so let's go on. Look at this here, Hebrews 4.3. Remember we read this? We said this in Hebrews 4.3, for we which have believed. Notice, for we which have believed. That's King James. I want you to see this because notice the tense. You see, it's having something after the fact you've done something. You see? So because I have believed, and that means I have what I have believed for. Do you see that? And that's where Mark 11.23 and 24 comes into play. And that's write that down because I want you to study that on your own because it's, you have to understand that if I have it, then, then it's mine. I'm not going to get it. I have it right now. Everybody say right now. Okay. And so we see that. Well, here's another thought. Hebrews 4, 9, we read this. There remaineth or remains therefore a rest to the people of God. Are you the people of God? Yes. So God has promised to give you a rest. I'm like, Lord, then where's the rest? And he says, it's, it's in me. It's how you use your faith. Use your faith to receive. Now, let's go on. The rest that remains for the people of God is twofold. Everybody say twofold. So there's a rest that remains for the people of God is twofold. Here's, here's the letter A. There's rest. There's a rest in Christ. There's a rest in him. Let's go to Matthew. We've got a few more minutes. Let's quickly turn to Matthew chapter 11. There's a rest in Christ. You see, because a lot of times what happens is people say, oh, yeah, I know you're talking about rest. You mean that that means when I go home to be with the Lord. Hold on now. Yeah, that may be part of it, but that's not all of it. I said, that's not all of it. So, boy, I'll show you a real rest. Come on, somebody. I like that. Y'all to write that down. 
the Message Bible, okay? But I, that's good, you see, and because we know, and think about in New King James, what it says here as we begin reading. Thank you so much for reading that. It's powerful. 28, you know, it tells us, come, come to me, all you labor. Notice who what? Labor. What is labor? Work. So if we said, come to me, all you work, all you who work, it says who labor, notice it says here, and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Glory to God. There's a rest in him. Amen. Now, let's go on. Then let's look at, at we already did Hebrews 4, 3. So let's, now let's talk about the other rest. It's the eternal rest. Now we understand that. And we read that, uh, uh, the next, talking about the next life. Let's go to Hebrews 3, 11. And then we'll just read that one, and you can go back on your own and study the rest of the scriptures because of time's sake. So let's go to Hebrews in chapter 3, verse 11. Again, uh, it's so important to understand that there's a rest. That rest, the rest that remains for the people of God is twofold, twofold. One, as we just heard, there's a rest in Christ. He says, come to me, those who labor or those who work, who are heavy laden, and I'll do what? I'll give you rest. What does it say here in Hebrews 3.11? So I want to read that for you. So he's talking about here that there's an eternal rest because of disobedience. You see, because of disobedience, he swore in his wrath because they did not obey. Because they did not do what they're supposed to do. They did not keep the commandments. They continued time and time again to test God, you know, and didn't didn't trust him. And he said, that's plain disobedience. That is unbelief. And those who are who live their life like that, he says, will not enter. And it's talking about the eternal, the eternal rest that God has for us. You see, but it's already been provided, say provided. Now, listen to this in your notes right after that. It says the same way the Lord tried to give the children of Israel rest. Do you see that there? It says this in your notes. The same way the Lord tried to give the children of Israel rest to enter into their promised land. It is a type and shadow for the Christian spiritual inheritance today. The same way. This is why it's so important to understand. We have types and we have shadows. And we can see how the Lord dealt with those in the Old Testament and how there was it was an example It's a type or a shadow or a foreshadowing of where it would be for us today. And so we know the struggle that they had. We should be able to look and go, whoa, that's not me. I'm not going to go down that path. I'm going to trust God. You see, I'm going to believe God. I'm entering into this rest that has been prepared for me, my inheritance. So we're talking about a rest in what? In Christ, but also we're talking about an arrest, excuse me, a rest in our inheritance, our spiritual inheritance. Do you see me? You see what I'm talking about? See what I'm saying? So there's two, two things, right? A rest in Christ. That means you rest from your labor. You rest from trying to make things happen on your own. You, you receive God's blessing. You, you stop trying to put yourself over. Stop trying to get healed and just receive it. Come on, somebody. Stop trying to be blessed and just be blessed. See, that's the rest. He's talking about come unto me, you see. But then there's another rest, an eternal inheritance. Glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Heaven. Well, let's go on. And I'm going to close here in two minutes. Hebrews 4, 6 says they could not enter. Why? Wow, they could not enter due to unbelief. Imagine that. Talk to me. You've seen it. You've read it. Here they are. 
the children of Israel, God had prepared a way. Man, he brought them out of slavery, out of Egypt, out of bondage. You know, and they got right up to the promised land. They were able to look in. Whoo, because of their unbelief, they continued to try God. He said, nope, you're not going in. You're not going in. Wow. In other words, he did not want them to receive that inheritance with that kind of what? Man, because then guess what it would have been? It would have been instead of them depending upon him, they would depend on themselves. And he says, no, we're not doing this. So turn around. <laughs> turn around and go back towards Egypt. Oh, my gosh. And they continue to wander for 40. Oh, my gosh. Can you imagine? And those who were over the age, about 20, except with Joshua and Caleb, they wandered and wandered until they died off. Wow. Amazing. Because of what? Disobedience. Just hard-headed. Listen, I've seen the miracles. I've seen things that, that, they, that we read about. Listen, I, okay, come on, somebody. All right. Listen, all I know is when they came against Moses, was it Korah? Korah? They came against Moses, and they said, hey, listen, Moses said, well, whoever's going to be on the Lord's side, you come over here. And they talking about, yeah, and all of a sudden, man, the ground just opens right up and swallows them up and then closes right back up. Bam. That's all I got to see. Come on, somebody. Moses, I'm with you, Okay. Where are you? I can't get up that hill fast enough. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. Come on now. Whew. All right. Well, we're going to stop right there because uh, thank God we are not hard-headed. Amen? All right. It don't take a whole lot to get us to, to turn around and see because we enter in. Come on now. And you know what?